listening to Inspire On The Go. It's your weekly dose of fun, encouragement, real-life conversations, and all things women's ministry, regularly featuring segments from Andrea's radio show, Truth On The Go. If you find yourself on the go, then this is the podcast for you. Now, welcome your host, Andrea Lennon, as we talk about all the great truths that we can take with us as we go through our day. Hey, sweet friends. My name is Andrea Lennon. Welcome to the first Inspire On The Go Women's Ministry Podcast. We are so excited to offer this resource to you. Let me just tell you a little bit about myself and a little bit about what the Inspire On The Go Women's Ministry Podcast is all about. My name is Andrea Lennon, and I serve as the Women's Ministry Specialist here at the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. I've served on staff now for around four years, and I absolutely love traveling around the state of Arkansas, meeting women, hearing their stories, encouraging them in their leadership area in the local church or in uh, their association, investing in them and cheering for them. And so I have so many great opportunities and I've met so many of you uh, through this role here at the Arkansas Baptist State Convention. We've done a lot of things over the last four years together. We've hosted Inspire Women's Conference. Uh, We've hosted Women's Leadership University. We started Women's Ministry Roundtable. Tables. We have an, an incredible amount of exciting things coming your way in 2019, and I can't wait to unpack all of those with you and for you as we see God continue to move here in the state of Arkansas, especially in the area of women's ministry. And so I'm so thankful for this opportunity to be your cheerleader and to just uh, see God work across the state of Arkansas. And so I'm excited to add this resource, Inspire on the Go, a podcast for you as a resource for women's ministry. I also have another role that I serve in here in the state of Arkansas and beyond, and I've met many of you through this role as well, and that is my speaking and teaching ministry called Truvine Ministry. I travel around the state of Arkansas and beyond, and I encourage women in the Word of God. Uh, The passion, the purpose of Truvine Ministry is to encourage women to know the truth, to live the truth, and to share the truth. In fact, that's what we're about at Truvine Ministry knowing the truth through just interacting with the Word of God, living the truth by asking the Holy Spirit to make application of that truth to our daily lives, and then sharing the truth. And we do that by demonstrating both in word and deed the difference that Jesus makes in us so that when other people look at us, they don't see us. They see the fruit of the Spirit, that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and oh yes, hopefully a little bit of self-control. And so for the most part over the last few years, I've really kept uh, Truvine ministry work and the Arkansas Baptist State Convention work in two different lanes, and I've just kind of jumped back and forth between the two. And this, this podcast, Inspire on the Go, it's really an intentional step uh, to blend the two opportunities when it comes to serving the women of Arkansas. And let me tell you how we're going to do that. The Inspire On The Go podcast is going to feature a lot of different things. It's going to have Bible teaching. It's going to have inspirational stories. It's going to have leadership development. We'll have women's ministry conversations. I'll share just a few embarrassing moments uh, from my life. We'll have guests. We'll have just all kinds of different women 
women's ministry conversations, but some of the time we will feature uh, my radio program, which is called Truth on the Go with Andrea Lennon, which is Bible teaching. We'll feature that Bible teaching radio program as part of the Inspire on the Go podcast format. And so we're going to be doing a lot of different things. And I love that because I think that that really reflects who we are and what we do as women. We have so many roles. We have so many responsibilities. And oftentimes, because we have so many roles and responsibilities, we forsake that number one relationship in our life, which is just to love God with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, and our strength. And so we're going to really try to look at all aspects of a woman's life, whether that's how to be a loving wife, how to be an attentive mom, maybe it's how to be a tuned-in single parent or a high-level professional or someone who's dependable in our church or our community. Maybe it's a caring sister, a present daughter, a reliable friend. You know what? There are so many different roles that we're called to fulfill as women. And with each role comes a lot of responsibilities. And in the process of that, we can forsake our relationships, whether that's our primary relationship with God or our relationships with others. And so here at um, Inspire Podcast, we're going to talk about those real nitty gritty things. We're going to get into the weeds in a sense. We're going to talk about how we can live a life that is full, that is free, that is abundant how we can lead other women well, and how we can leverage our lives for the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so I'm so thankful that you are on this journey with me. I hope and I pray that we can create a community of believers right here in Arkansas and beyond where we are cheering for each other, where we are encouraging one another, where we are investing in the lives of one another. And so thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule and out of your day to say, you know what, I want to be a part of what God is doing here in Arkansas. And so we're going to go to our very first podcast. This is uh, so exciting as I introduce to you uh, this opportunity to listen in on one of my radio shows. I record a radio show each week and I do that with a radio station here in in the central Arkansas area called Faith Talk Radio and The Fish. And the radio program plays on both stations on Sunday mornings, and then it's available in podcast form uh, on my website. And so I'm going to share one of those radio programs with you. And it's actually been a, probably one of the most meaningful ones that I've recorded over the last few months because it is looking at a passage of scripture that is so transformational. Uh, Romans 12, 2, you're probably familiar with that passage of scripture. And as we unpack Romans 12 2, we learn how to be able to know and discern the will of God. I have the opportunity to travel all over the state of Arkansas, in fact, all over the world. And one thing that I have noticed is that if we believe there is a God, and most women that I've encountered, they in fact do believe that there is one true God, we want to know his plan. We want to know his will. We want to know his uh, his desires for our daily lives. And so Romans 12, 2 is such a practical verse because it teaches us how we can know and discern the will of God. So join me and my sweet friend, Bethany, who's the producer of my show, as we unpack together Romans 12, 2.
Hey, sweet friends, it's Andrea. I hope that your day is off to a great start. We have so much to talk about today as we think about how we can live a transformed life in Jesus Christ. Isn't that something that you long for, for your life to be radically changed by the goodness of God, by the grace of God, by the word of God? And, you know, recently I received an email message from a listener. Her name is Jan, and she was just talking about how she hears truth on the go as well as moment of truth here on Faith Talk Radio in 93. Three, the fish and how it is an encouragement to her. And it was an encouragement to me to hear from you as a listener uh, and to know that you're not only listening, but God is using this program in order to increase your faith, in order to stretch your knowledge of him and his word. And it really reminded me about the purpose of True Vine Ministry, which is just to simply encourage women to know the truth, live the truth and share the truth. And today's program is all about that. We're going to look at a familiar passage of scripture that has so much application for our daily lives. And it's found in Romans chapter 12, verse two. This verse is so important to me because it is a step-by-step approach for how we can live a transformed life in Jesus Christ. And Bethany, I want to welcome you to the program today. How are you? I am doing pretty well. Good. Now you see this big book in front of me. I do. Would you call this a meager little workbook? That's a workbook? (laughs) It's a workbook. Oh, okay. I thought it was like a novel. That's honestly what I thought. This is the first book that I wrote, and I thought maybe I would never write another book again. You got it all out. So every single (laughs) word is right here in this monster of a resource, and it's all based on Romans 12, too. This powerful passage of scripture that is recorded in the heart of this wonderful, weighty theological book known as Romans. If you're familiar with Romans, you know that Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, gave us a spiritual treatise, in a sense, that talks about our faith and that talks about the goodness of God and the justification of God and how Christ came to fulfill the law. And the first 11 chapters really just lay out spiritual doctrine for us to live by. And then there's this transformation. There's this movement in chapter 12 where we begin to see the practical application of these theological truths. And I was reading through the book of Romans one day and I came to Romans chapter 12 verses one and two and the Lord just stopped me in my tracks. And I just thought that word it really does encapsulate the Christian journey. And so I really started just looking at verse two specifically and realized that there was a specific call on our lives to reflect the glory of God. And again, that is something that we would say, I want to reflect the glory of God. But in my book, Reflecting His Glory, I really try to help the reader stop and think, what does it mean to reflect the glory of God? Basically, the you know summary for myself as well as for the reader is this, it's that other people would see Jesus in us, that they wouldn't see us, that they wouldn't see our lives necessarily, although they certainly will look at our lives, but through our lives, they would see the glory of God. And that really forces us to be transparent and vulnerable and authentic. And it forces us out of compartmentalizing our walks with God, where we go, okay, God, you can have this, this, and this, but I'm going to kind of keep this to myself. And so this book and this material, it really is application driven. And so we're going to look at that today on today's program. We're going to really try to unpack all of this Romans 12 2 in the next couple of minutes and see how purposeful God is through his word, how he helps us to order our days so that we can live with a heart that points others to him. So let's jump right in and let's look at Romans chapter 12, verse two. I'm going to read it and then we'll unpack it together. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. 
Bethany, as we think about that passage of scripture, we see that at the very beginning of verse two, there's two specific commands that we need to follow. And I really probably am a rules girl. I really <laughs> do love a rule because I can follow that. I can measure it. And God's word it certainly gives us precepts to follow and promises to claim. But my heart, and I think God's heart for us is to move beyond just a rules-based relationship with him to a heart that's so transformed by his grace, by the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we long to follow these precepts out of love, out of devotion, not out of like checking something off of our list. And so let's let that set the tone for our conversation today as we look at this first command, which is do not conform to the pattern of this world. Conformity, we deal with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know it. We live it. We fight it. And the word conform that's used in Romans 12 too, it means to be similar to something or to be like something. And so you hear this call, this really, you know, specific call, do not be like the world. Do not be similar to the world. Do not try to be identical with the world. And, you know, I think that is something that we need to be reminded about, honestly, daily, because our flesh, you know, that sinful part of us, we are drawn to the world. Mm -hmm. We're drawn to the temporary things that we think and that we hope and that we want to satisfy us. But at the end of the day, Bethany, they fall short because as created beings who were created to be in relationship with God, he, he created us to find our ultimate meaning and purpose in our relationship with him. And so this is a good word that Paul is giving us. Don't try to get your purpose from the world. Don't try to get your value from the world. And so let's talk for just a second about some of the traps for women, no matter what stage of life we're in. What are some of the traps that we can fall into when it comes to conformity? And the first one that comes to mind for me is social media. Oh, yeah. I had the same thought. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. So like we are in a social media driven world where everything looks perfect. You know, it's the perfect house and it's the perfect children and it's the perfect everything. And like we're able to not only put that out there, but we can put a filter on it. Mm-hmm. We can put a scripture verse on it. We can pose that particular thing where you don't see the messy and you only see the good. And so we have to fight that tendency to think that I don't have the perfect life like the social media driven life, because here's what we need to realize. No one has that. No mm-hmm. one has that. And so we we don't want to fall into that trap of thinking, OK, I don't have the perfect life. And so my life doesn't have the ability to be transformed. I don't have the opportunity to reflect his glory. So social media comes to mind. Another one that comes to mind is just our overall appearance. Oh, yeah. You know, like, do I look good? Do I feel good? Am I exercising? Am I, you know, fitting into that particular size? Am I moving towards a different size? I mean, just the overall, you know, as a middle-aged woman now, I'm in my 40s, you know, the wrinkles and the gray I don't see hair. any wrinkles, just so you okay, know. Well, I don't. there's a filter. There's a filter. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, just feeling like, okay, I'm aging. Yesterday, actually, someone asked me my age, and when I said I'm 42, it was kind of shocking to me. <laughs> and then my friend was sitting next to me, and she goes, this is this is the perfect example, because I'm sitting there thinking, 42, okay, that's old. Well, she is 46, and she looked at me, and she goes, you're so young. I mean, so it's just a matter of yeah. perspective, you know, yeah. and so, like, we can fall into this trap of chasing these temporary things, whether it's relationships or a status or a set of experiences, whatever the case may be, and we can chase that, and here's what we have to understand about the pattern of this world. Number one, it is elusive. Mm-hmm. Just when we think we have enough, just when we think we've established, you know, enough experiences or enough relationships or enough status 
status or of the perfect look, then it changes. Mm -hmm. And that's the, you know, that's the lie of the enemy who is all about distraction. I mean, he's all about stealing, killing, and destroying in our life. And so if he can keep us focused on the temporary things that are elusive and constantly changing and ultimately never really fulfilling, then he keeps our eyes off of the end game, which is transformation. Mm -hmm. And so we have to take this really important call very serious. And so I want to share today one way that I take this very seriously. And I even this morning as I was driving in, I was praying this prayer. Sometimes we can fall into the conformity trap and we don't even realize that we're in it. We are caught in it. We are caught in that trap. We're caught in that snare. And we don't even realize it because we are so focused on the temporary that we've forgotten about the eternal. So I will pray this prayer. And listen, Bethany, the Lord is faithful to answer this prayer specifically. And that is this, Lord, shine your bright light into every dark corner of my heart. Just show me the hidden sin. Like that is in conformity to his will for our lives because his will for us is transformation. His will is holiness. He wants us to be whole. He wants us to be complete in him. And so he is faithful to do that work to show us where we are conforming to the pattern of this world. So that is my challenge for you. It's just to get serious about the issues of conformity in our life. They're happening. Mm -hmm. They are there. Okay, so let's figure out what they are so that we can deal with them. So the first important step in transformation, the first important step in reflecting his glory so that we do not live a compartmentalized life, but rather a transformed life is to just recognize we have some conformity in our life. Let's identify it so we can engage in spiritual battle. Let's ask God to show us that area to literally put a spotlight on it so that we can't, you know, ignore it, which we like to do and then let's deal with it and we deal with it by following the second instruction found in Romans 12 too. so instead of conforming to the pattern of this world we're told to be transformed mm -hmm. okay so three little words but be transformed but be transformed and in this process of transformation we see the key to sanctification we see the key to wholeness we see the key to holiness which is becoming more like Jesus and less like this world so that that, the temporary things of this world, they ultimately do not satisfy us. In fact, we recognize them as empty from the very beginning. So we put God in the first place in our life, and then we're able to put the other relationships and the other experiences and the other opportunities in their rightful place so that we can live that whole, complete, fulfilled life in Jesus Christ so we can live for his glory and not our own. On the other side of the break, we're going to come back and we're going to unpack what it means to be transformed by the goodness and the grace of God. In just a moment, Andrea will return with a final thought. If you would like to hear more of her teachings, visit andrealennonministry.org. It is the ultimate website for the girl on the go with Bible studies, video sessions, podcasts, books, and down-to-earth blogs straight from Andrea's heart. Be sure and subscribe so that you can stay connected. Again, that's andrealennon.org. Now, let's hear a final truth from Andrea. So we're back and we're unpacking Romans 12 too, which is this amazing passage of scripture tucked away in the heart of Romans that really teaches us how to live that transformed life in Jesus Christ. And we're to that second part of Romans 12 too, where we have learned that we're not going to conform to the pattern of this world. Instead, we're going to be transformed. And so the word transformed that's used in Romans 12 too, it's a Greek word called metamorpho. And you probably hear <laughs> a very familiar word in that. I have flashbacks to like high school biology and all of that yeah <laughs> you're tracking with me I we're am. going 
in the same direction. So spiritual metamorphosis, you know, metamorphosis is this just scientific thought of, you know, like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there is this change. There is this significant change. And a metamorphosis, it involves four steps in a sense. And so let's unpack those steps together. And then we're going to put them into a spiritual context. This is so exciting. The first step is a significant change in form. So if you're going to go through a metamorphosis, then you have to have a significant change in form. The second one is growth. And so you you don't stay the same. You progress forward. The third one is differentiation. And that's this concept of becoming distinct or different. And the fourth one is changes in our habitats or habits. And so if we think about those four key steps in a metamorphosis and we put it into a spiritual context, then we learn how we can have a spiritual mm-hmm. metamorphosis. And the first is a significant change in form. And that's the concept of salvation. It's coming to faith in Jesus Christ, because what happens in that moment is we move from spiritual death to spiritual life. And so we see a change in our form spiritually. In God's eyes, we are a child of God. We have the righteousness of Christ placed on us, and we are a member of the family of God. And that's a significant change. And the second thing is that we're going to have spiritual growth. And this is the process of sanctification. It's becoming more and more like Jesus and less and less like this world. And it is through the process of sanctification that we engage in those spiritual battles where we recognize the sin in our life, where we replace the lies of the enemy with the truth of God. It's where we step into our callings and we begin to live that full, free, abundant life. And Bethany, here's what is so exciting to me about sanctification. As long as we have life, as long as we have breath, there's more work to be done. So we don't ever arrive in our sanctification. No, sanctification leads to glorification when we will arrive at the feet of Jesus and hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. And so there's always work to be done in this transformation process. There's always room for learning and stepping out in faith. And so we see that we're going to continue to grow in our walks with the Lord. The third one is differentiation. I love that word. It is this concept of being distinct or different in our character. Mm. And so as believers in Jesus Christ, that's the heart of it. We're called to be different. We're called to be changed. We're called to be transformed in the character of who we are. Mm -hmm. And so as we are called to love and as we're called to serve and as we're called to give and as we're called to step out in faith, others will see a difference in us. Mm -hmm. They're going to notice that joy. They're going to notice that peace. They're going to notice that hope. They're going to notice that self-control and that contentment in Christ. And hopefully that will lead them to ask the question, how are you living like this? How in the world do you have peace? How in the world do you have hope? How in the world do you have joy? And it's in that moment of differentiation when we're living contrary to the ways of this world where we can point them to Christ, where we can give them a glimpse into our relationship with the Lord that says only Jesus, only Jesus. And so that leads then to the final one, which is changes in our habitats or habits. And that's obviously just deals with where where we go and what we do. That's the outworking of the first three steps. When we have a significant change in form, spiritual growth, differentiation, becoming distinct and different in our character, then we are going to go to the right places with the right people and do the right things. I love God's word, how it is so systematic. And that's really what I want us to take away from our program today. God is a God of grace. He is a God of redemption, but he's also a God of order. And he has plans for us. He has precepts for us to follow. And when we long for his plans and when we follow his precepts, our life, it's
it's just going to go better. And I, I love, too, what you said about how God being a God of order, because he is. And when we follow that order and that plan, our lives are filled with peace. It doesn't mean that our lives are perfect or that things you know don't go wrong or we don't struggle with things, but we have more peace and we can handle those struggles. Well, and not only can we handle those struggles, we learn to place our value in God's presence in the midst of those struggles. Mm-hmm. And that just brings us closer to him. It's just so beautiful. We're going to continue on in Romans 12 too. We've heard the first two commands, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Instead, be transformed. The question is how? Like, how can we do that? God's word answers the question. We are able to confront conformity in our life in order to embrace spiritual transformation. And we do that by the renewing of our minds. It's in a sense, getting a fresh start with the way that we think. It is recognizing the lies of the enemy and replacing it with the truth of God's word. You know, whenever Jay and I moved into our previous house, we had to do a whole lot of renovation work because there was pink carpet and pink wallpaper. And I had <laughs> not to... Not quite your style. Not my style at <laughs> all. In fact, if you want the full story, you can pick up my book, God in the Window, and I go into great detail about this pink carpet and this pink wallpaper because the Lord taught me great things through enduring <laughs> years of pink carpet and pink wallpaper. Now, I don't know if you've ever removed wallpaper or not, but it can go really smoothly or it can be very tedious. A smooth wallpaper removal, it involves just running your hand up the back of that wallpaper and it just comes off of the wall. Mm -hmm. Some of the wallpaper in my kitchen did that. It came off very easily. But then there was the wallpaper that was behind the sink and behind the stove where the steam and the heat Mm -hmm. and the water had adhered that wallpaper to the drywall with great tenacity. I mean, and so in that area of my kitchen, I had to spray it, pick it, score it with this wallpaper removal process. And it was tedious and it took time and it required discipline. And you know, when we think about renewing our minds, which is getting a fresh start with the way that we think, identifying the lies by praying, Lord, shine your bright light into every dark corner of my soul, reveal this hidden sin. There are things that will be brought to the forefront of our attention that will be pretty easy to renew. I mean, it's it's just going to be a process of going, oh my goodness, I didn't even realize I believed that. Oh my goodness, I didn't even realize that I was doing that. And we can replace that lie really quickly with truth and we move right on. And I love when it happens. But there are deep seated issues of sin in our life, whether that is, you know, issues from our past, maybe that is issues that are generational sins, maybe that is, you know, sin that we've allowed to just simmer in our life and we've not dealt with it and we've justified it, we've compartmentalized it, and it's become a part of how we function in our daily life. That is the part of the wallpaper analogy that we have to really understand when it comes to the renewing of our our minds. We have to spray it, pick it, score it with the Word of God, Mm -hmm. and it is a long process. It is a tedious process, and we cannot give up. Mm -hmm. We cannot think, oh, well, this is just how I am. Oh, no, 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 no. We are going to say, okay, I'm going to spiritual battle in that area of my thinking so that I can live this transformed life in Jesus Christ, so that I can confront the conformity, so that I can embrace the spiritual transformation, so that I can become more like Jesus and I can experience that peace. And so that is just this process of being engaged in the word and asking God to write on our minds truth. And that's who we are here at True Vine Ministry. We want to know the truth. We want to live the truth. We want to share the truth. The first step, it's knowing it. And Bethany, I just feel the need to be so transparent today. As I say, sometimes I struggle to want to know the 
truth. Sometimes I want to stay in those comfortable, conformed places that are in my mind easier. Mm -hmm. And you know what? In those moments, I have to pray another prayer. Lord, help me to want you more than I want this area of conformity in my life. Help me to want holiness. Help me to have a insatiable desire for your truth to permeate the way that I think, the way that I feel, the way that I act. And God is so good to meet us in those honest prayers. It's Mm -hmm. that process of saying, Lord, I want you to cut away the unproductive areas of my thinking and my life so that I can live this full, free, abundant life. And some days we want it and some days we don't. But it doesn't matter how we feel. What matters is how we're engaging in the process. And so my heart today, as we think about Romans 12, 2, is that we would really, really think about what's going on in our minds, that we would really think about the lies of the enemy, that we would call those out and that we would replace them with truth. And we would watch God do this transformational work as we surrender to it. We can stay in our stubborn place. We can stay in our conformed place. And God is gracious. He's going to allow us to get to the end of ourselves. But what if today we said, Lord, I don't want to stay in the stubborn place. I don't want to stay in that conformed place. Lord, I want all of you in all of me. And I want all of me living for all of you. I want to reflect your glory. So Lord, do a work in my mind. And when we do that, there's a beautiful promise to claim at the end of Romans 12 too. We are going to be able to test and approve God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. The first thing that I want to point out is that God has a will for us. He has a plan. He has a purpose. We know based on Ephesians chapter two, that we are God's workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And he prepared those good works for us in advance. We see here in Romans 12 too, that God has a perfect will. And so we don't have to question that. The question for us is, are we willing to do the work to get to the place where we can discern it? Mm-hmm. Uh, this concept of testing and approving, it is one Greek word, and it means to scrutinize, to discern, and it is this process of ascertaining whether something is worthy to be received. Now, listen, that is super exciting because we, as children of God, we have the opportunity to look at those areas of conformity, those areas of temptation, those areas where we maybe try to get our value and our purpose and our meaning, and we can ask the question, is that worth coming in to my life Mm -hmm. as a daughter of the King, as a child of God? And what we see is so freeing is that sometimes we can say, no, absolutely not. I am called to live a set-apart life. I'm called to live a life that is transformed and changed, and so I'm I'm not going to fall into that trap. I'm not going to fall into that temptation. And so that's the first exciting thing that we see as we test and approve God's will. The other exciting thing is this, is that we can know for sure with certainty what God's plan is for us. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't know the big picture. I mean, oh, I would love to know the big picture. (laughs) Wouldn't you? I would. Just where where are you taking me, Lord? Where are we going on this journey? (laughs) But we can know where we're supposed to be today. Mm -hmm. We can know that we are in the right place at the right time with the right people, fulfilling his right plan today. And we can ascertain that by doing this, by following the commands of Romans 12 too, by confronting that conformity, by embracing that spiritual transformation, by renewing our minds, and by ultimately then being positioned to test and approve his will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I want to finish with this thought because I travel all over the world. I'm so blessed to meet women from different cultures, different backgrounds, just diversity all over this world. And one thing I've noticed about women is this, if they believe in God, they want to know what his plan is. Mm -hmm. Like we, as 
created beings, we want to know that. But I've also noticed that a lot of times we skip the necessary steps Mm -hmm. of being able to ascertain what his will is for our lives. And we just want to go straight to the cookies in a Mm -hmm. sense. And so if we can see the God of order, the God of grace, the God of redemption, who says, follow these steps. And as you follow these steps, I'm going to show you, I'm going to reveal to you, I'm going to help you know the steps to take. And I'm going to help you to know the steps to avoid. And as we do that, we move away from a life that is compartmentalized, that is about us feeling good in and of ourselves. And we move towards that fully surrendered, humble, desperate dependence on Jesus that wakes up every day and simply says, Lord, today, tell me where to go. Tell me what to do and may it all be for your glory. Well, Andrea, I just so appreciate the truth that you just shared with us. And if you want to pick yourself up a copy of Reflecting His Glory or any of Andrea's other resources, you can go to andrealennonministry.org. This episode of Inspire on the Go is over, but we hope you'll be back next Monday for the latest episode. In the meantime, you can visit absc.org forward slash inspire podcast to find more episodes and ways to connect with Andrea. Also, if you're in central Arkansas, you can find Andrea's radio show Truth on the Go at 93.3 The Fish and 99.5 Faith Talk Radio on Sunday mornings.